Hey everybody, welcome back to 2 on OSU. Uh, in a second, I'm going to be joined by my identical twin and brother beat reporter, Sam Hutchins, to break down all things Oklahoma State. But first, I want to thank our sponsors who keep the lights on and are allowing us to go travel down to Arlington to cover the Big 12 championship game. It starts with two fellas movers. At times, my brother and I have been two fellas movers. <laughs> but uh, the the folks at two fellas movers are going to take care of you much better than, than I'm sure we will. So be sure to check out that. I always enjoy driving by the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. It's a beautiful building on the outside and just as cool on the inside with all sorts of art and everything they have there. Um, job search was no fun. I was there when I graduated college. Uh, Firelakejobs.com is always a good place to go if you're looking for a job around these parts. Plenty of options. They'll get you set up. Another college to-do list thing was get your banking right. And MidFirst Bank is awesome for that. I've learned uh, as I've moved out on my own just how important it is to have a bank and have all that in order. And the folks at MidFirst Bank will get you hooked up for that. And uh, more than anything, I've spent time in Ford cars. I've taken a trip to Florida, South Carolina, Arizona, all in a Ford. And every time uh, I've been comfortable, it's been good, and we've had no issues to report. So if you want to get your Ford, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Let's get into the show. There's kind of a, a fascinating, uh, one fascinating angle to approach how we talk about this game is the key figure in this game, at least on the Oklahoma State side, Ollie Gordon, he could have gone anywhere, certainly could have gone to Texas. And now um, I think you said just before the show started, he's playing within spitting distance of his high school stadium when they go to Arlington. So you've done some little research on this, Ben. How did Ollie Gordon wind up at Oklahoma State as opposed to Texas or, or Arkansas or anywhere else? Yeah, I talked with Ollie's former high school coach, Chris Jensen, today. They're at Euless Trinity. And you're right, Sam. They said from, from Euless Trinity High School, you can see AT&T Stadium. It's like 10, 10 miles away, max, um, between Ollie's uh, high school and in the place he'll be playing at on Saturday. Texas, man, it's, it, it was crazy. Um, Ollie Gordon's recruitment, how it, it picked up after a huge game against Allen. Um, there's so many pieces here. I mean, where, where do you want me to start? We could start with, with where Mike Gundy said, you know, Texas kind of swooped in late um, and, and tried to offer him. Mike Gundy said 20, you know, 12 hours before signing day. It was more like 15 days uh, before signing day when Texas kind of swooped in and, and offered Ollie Gordon. I thought it was interesting. Ben Gundy kind of said, hey, you know, and someone asked him, how'd you feel about that? When, when Texas or any of these other schools kind of try to swoop in um, at the last second. And that's not even a Texas Longhorns thing specifically. That happens all the time. When kids commit, they still get offers. Um, but but Gundy said something that I thought was pretty interesting. He said, you know, we just kind of have to let it happen. And it's a little uncomfortable, but Gundy said he, he wasn't going to call Ollie or any of those other guys and try to, you know, panic call him and, and get him off the phone and, you know, um, uh, talk him off the ledge of going somewhere else. Gundy said, no, he trusted what he'd done. And it was enough in Ollie Gordon's case. Uh, he joked, you know, you can't just shove a kid in a hotel room for two days before signing day anymore like you could without phones and all that just to keep him away from any contact. I guess you could do that in the 80s when, when Gundy was coming up. Yeah, yeah. 
there, there was no none of that. I, I think if you wanted to call and, and try and get Ollie Gordon on the phone, you could. Um, Sam, Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian called Ollie Gordon's high school coach uh, in, in 2021, right after Sark had gotten hired and um, before Ollie Gordon signed. He was committed to OSU, but coaches were still calling him. Um, and the answer Chris Jensen keep keep gave you know continue to give coaches was, hey Ollie's committed to OSU, um, and Sarkeesian never asked specifically about Ollie Gordon. He never brought up Ollie Gordon's name uh, in that conversation with Jensen. But Texas did offer Ollie Gordon, and Mike said, hey I'm, I didn't hop on the phone. I, I didn't try and talk him into it. Either he's going or he's not. And Ollie Gordon remained loyal to Oklahoma State. The quote, Sam, I think we got to read it in his in his words. He was asked about it Saturday after the BYU game. And Ollie said, honestly, I felt disrespected by Texas because they had me like sixth on the depth chart behind other people that I knew weren't supposed to be. They came a day before signing day. Obviously, they weren't paying attention to my film before. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. Ollie, Ollie Gordon could be a Longhorn right now. You know, if 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 Texas gets on him a little bit earlier or the, the depth chart looks a little bit differently and if Ollie Gordon's a Longhorn, think about how different OSU's season is right now. Well, we're not talking about this game. If Ollie Gordon's a, a Longhorn or, or anywhere else, the Cowboys have heavily relied on Gordon to get to this point. Uh, I thought it was funny. I'm, I'm sure Ollie said maybe they weren't paying attention to my film. I'm sure they were paying attention to his film before handing out a, a full ride scholarship to Texas. But you know, Texas gets a lot of guys, and um, it's it's hard to hard hard to separate those guys sometimes. So. It really worked to Oklahoma State's benefit in this case. And something I thought was interesting, Ben, um, again, one of, the, one of the many fascinating storylines about this matchup is this is not the first time Ollie Gordon and, and Quinn Ewers have faced off as the two kind of central figures of their team. Um, you did a little research on that, too. Uh, this is almost the sequel to a game that was played out in, in Texas in, uh, in high school. Yes, yeah, Sam. Uh, January 2nd, 2021, the Cowboys were playing in the Fiesta Bowl right around, right around then. Is, is that right? They, they, well, while they were in the Fiesta Bowl, um, there was another big game getting played um, in Texas. Southlake Carroll beat Euless Trinity 59-35. Quinn Ewers, the Texas quarterback, he led Southlake Carroll, and Ollie Gordon led Euless Trinity in that one. Sam, Quinn Ewers was 35 of 39 for 450 yards and six touchdowns. And, uh, I mean, it's tough to, to, to overcome that performance from anybody. But Ollie Gordon did his best. He ran for 204 yards and two touchdowns on just 23 uh, attempts. So he was up around 10 yards a carry, and it still wasn't enough to beat uh, Ewers and the juggernaut they got at South Lake Carroll. Yeah, that's right. And, and Quinn, you know, he's... He was the number one quarterback in the nation for, for a very good reason. And um, he's had uh, certainly uh, qu quite the path, too. But um, and Quinn has, has been better this year than especially the, the Quinn that came to Stillwater and did not play a whole lot. Um, Quinn's got a lot more experience, and he's uh, certainly one of the better quarterbacks in the Big 12 this year. So it, will, uh, it could be one of those games where, where Quinn and Gordon are, are going uh, back and forth again and again. Yeah, if, if you remember, Sam, last season, uh, Quinn Ewers came to Stillwater and he looked bad. It wasn't great. It ended up being his worst game of the season. Um, he had like 38. It was 38.8% of his passes he completed 
against OSU last year, and the Cowboys ended up winning that game, kind of salvaging what had been a a pretty big slide. Um, so it was a huge win for the Cowboys, and it kind of changed the trajectory of that season just for a moment. Um, but this year, Quinn's completing nearly 80% of his passes. That's the best in the Big 12. So I think Quinn Ewers has grown a lot in his one season. Uh, this full season with starts under his belt, he was hurt a little bit this year, ended up coming back. Um, so Quinn Ewers is not going to be the same guy that OSU fans remember from 2020, uh, from 2022. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it's just, it's, <laughs> I just keep flashing back to the, the Baylor game two years ago in the Big 12 championship game when you had to Google who is Blake Shapin coming out and starting 15 of 15, or I, I think it was 15 of 15. And um, that that whole this game is going to feel very different, especially with the roles being reversed. Of now, Texas is the team in the mix for a college football playoff berth. You know, if if they win, maybe they're uh, could be playing multiple games later in the year. But uh, now the Cowboys are kind of playing a little bit of spoiler, which maybe feels a role more suited for this team. Yeah, I mean, with this team, I think they could do anything. I don't know. It's it's such a weird game, Sam. Um, it hasn't been great for the Cowboys recently, but they've found ways to win. I still am not quite convinced that this is a great football team. We we had the stats on 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 the earlier edition of this show this week. OSU's eighth and eighth in total offense and total defense, but they're just finding ways to win. So yeah, to to play spoiler, maybe they're more suited to that role. Um, I I wouldn't trust you know getting down. Uh, in the first half, like they had been doing, I wouldn't try that again against Texas. But I could, I could see them totally uh, spoiling this game and and really throwing a wrench into Texas's uh, perfect season. Almost, I agree that anything is in play, and by anything we mean, yeah, the Cowboys could win by ten points, but the Cowboys could also lose by like thirty-five or forty points. I don't know. I, I just don't know how it's going to play out. But I know I, I feel like the Cowboys. They can't start slow. They've just played with fire a little too much lately. And um, somehow they've, they've escaped out of the other side unburned, unharmed. It's been a, a remarkable salvaging to the season. And um, I guess a lot of that goes to, to Coach Mike Gundy, who was named Big 12 Coach of the Year for the third time in his career this week. Um, but I, I don't even think the Coach of the Year can, can cook up something where um, – he can avoid or overcome a slow start in Arlington. It'll it'll be critical for Oklahoma State to just keep it close to get Ollie Gordon going in that game late. He's he's been great in the second half. He was phenomenal in both overtimes when when Gordon uh, w- was rushing, and that's where the Cowboys really lean on him is in that second half and in overtime. Maybe when those big guys from Texas are worn out a little bit, but. I think the Cowboys just need to keep it close, and that's really the first prerogative in any of this is avoid another rocky start like there was two years ago in the Big 12 championship game. Yes, yeah, Sam, you brought up uh, Mike Gundy winning Big 12 Coach of the Year. Of course, Ollie Gordon also won Big 12 uh, Player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year. What was your reaction to that? It feels it feels about right. I guess it's, you know, he, he won the, the Big 12 in, in 2011 got to the Big 12 championship in 21 and got to the Big 12 championship again in 23. So those are the, those are the times Gundy's won it. Um, it, it was, here's how I said it. Uh, we said it on the Todd, Todd pod show, which I recommend you, you check out is I think 
if you evaluate what the job Gundy's done going back to the start of the offseason, where transfers were leaving uh, Stillwater hand over fist, and it was just um, kind of a mass exodus that there didn't seem to be a ton of answers for. But the Cowboys have gone out. They've found answers in the portal. Alan Bowman, Leon Johnson, Dejon Stribling, they've found uh, answers on the field for, for slow starts. And ultimately, the credit belongs to Gundy just as much as the, um, the, the disquiet and, and the disgruntlement of the fans were um, against him after 2021 when things were looking very down in Stillwater and, and for Oklahoma State. After that guaranteed rate ball was a bad time to be Mike Gundy. And um, now, it's, now it's a good time to be Mike Gundy, which is a testament to what he's done. And I think it's um, an, important, an important show for, for Mike Gundy to, to kind of illustrate that he can embrace the transfer portal. Um, he is willing to kind of adapt his coaching. Think about how much the Big 12 and college football has co- coaching has changed since Mike Gundy started here. I mean, the transfer portal was not off the rails and it wasn't a vital part of rebuilding a team. You weren't expecting uh, double-digit transfers after every season, but that's kind of common now. And to, to Mike Gundy, for him to win that award all the way back in 2011, and, and win it again now, it's, it's an impressive kind of display of range for a coach who's, I think, adapted quite well. You know, the other coach that I thought was pretty deserving was Sark. And a lot of people will say, well, he was picked, you know, one in, in the preseason poll. The media thought Texas would be number one. But A, it's hard to live up to that. You know, preseason rankings mean absolutely nothing. All these preseason uh, media guys just... Uh, you know, um, typing out their surveys, that will help you win a single football game. And Texas has only lost one football game. So I've been really impressed with what Sark has done, delivering on this talent and um, really dominating the Big 12, except for losing that rivalry game at the um, at the Red River shootout. But aside from that, I thought Sark has done a great job. And I thought Neil Brown has done a really good job too, kind of on the complete opposite. He was picked last, West Virginia, in the preseason poll. And the, the Mountaineers were not only a, a team that finished in the top half of the Big 12, but also a, a solid team. You know, they didn't get blown out a, a whole lot. And they were, they were uh, not a pushover, which you're expecting if you're picked uh, very last in the Big 12 poll. So credit to Sarkeesian, Neil Brown, and um, I, I thought those two guys were in the mix to win the award as well. But there were quite a few candidates. Yeah, our colleague, Garen Emig, um, after the press conference cameras kind of turned off, he, he asked Mike Gundy, Mike. Who'd you, who'd you vote for with your Big 12 Coach of the Year ballot? And Mike Gundy said Neil Brown. So he was kind of on your same thinking there. Um, of course, Who would you vote for, Ben? I think I would vote for Mike Gundy. As you said, the, the feeling in Stillwater, this off, that last offseason with the departures, I mean, the way this season started, it's, it's insane that the Cowboys are here now. And they did it by winning close games, which is a part of coaching i think sam and we we had the the ter- the defining moments part of of last year and or we had the defining moments show where we talked about all the intricate things osu has adjusted with their scheme this season to get to this point so i think i'd vote for mike gundy fair enough you and enough of the big 12 coaches to get it done yeah um, we're going to change up the order of operations here, Sam. It is such a big week. I think we should end with our score predictions. Uh, so for the two-minute drill, we're going to ask each other, what are you watching 
in the Big 12 championship. Um, I mean, is, is there something that jumps out to you, Sam, as, as a place you're going to be watching particularly closely at 11 a.m. on Saturday? Well, the one thing I'm watching for is Xavier Worthy, and, and that's a name that Oklahoma State fans know. You know that name if you've been around the Big 12, certainly if you've watched uh, Oklahoma State play Texas in the past, and he's right up there again, Texas' receiver, as one of the very best in the Big 12. He's number two in receiving yards with 883 behind Javon Baker. And um, he's one of those guys, it, it, against Oklahoma State last year, he had 78 in a, in a touchdown um, in that game. So it's, it's an area where the Cowboys have struggled all year is big plays down the field, explosive plays. And the Cowboys secondary is um, younger than a lot of secondaries that reached the Big 12 championship game. So I'd expect... I'm just curious to see how, how the, the Cowboys approach and how Nardo deals with Xavier Worthy and really just eliminating big plays in general. But I'd be expecting uh, some some double coverage shaded his way. Kendall Daniels, um, th- those guys shaded out there against Worthy. I'm looking to see how the Cowboys block Tavondre Sweat. Sam, he's six foot four, 362 pounds, uh, a defensive tackle for Texas. Remember how much trouble OSU had two years ago in this very same Big 12 championship game, trying to block Siaki Ika, yep. the, the defensive tackle at Baylor. Sweat is 12 pounds heavier than Ika, which, <laughs> which is crazy because, I mean, Ika stood out uh, like, wow, like, that guy is bigger than everybody else on a Big 12 defensive line. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, Tavondre Sweat, uh, what he looks like, how he plays, how the Cowboys stop him. Uh, Texas has a, a great defensive line, and they're number four in the nation in rush defense. And, of course, OSU's going to rush the ball. So that's something I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, and sweat can move too. One of my favorite sayings that you hear from time to time in football is, man, honestly, the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen, those are the most athletic guys on the football field. And sometimes people don't believe it, but to have that ability to push weight around but also look athletic and, and chase running backs in the flat and all that and Chase down screens. It's pretty impressive what uh, Sweat um, can do, especially. My score prediction, I have Texas winning 31-20. to 20. Look, Texas has the, the best defense in the Big 12. And the Cowboys, I think they need to, need to play pretty close to mistake-free football to win. And I just haven't seen enough mistake-free football from the Cowboys lately. In the last six halves, they've played well in two of them, really. That the second half against BYU and the second half against Houston. Other than that, it's been pretty rough since Bedlam going from UCF on. So I uh, I think Texas will will do enough. Maybe Oklahoma State doesn't do enough to win this game. Gotcha. I'm also going to pick Texas to win handily. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a big enough blowout to see Arch Manning. Unfortunately, I would love to see Arch get in the game. Uh, wouldn't that be something? Um, but I think I'm going to pick Texas to win. 43-27. Look, the Cowboys have have uh, have struggled at times with uh, keeping the top on the secondary. I think Texas and Ewers is going to exploit that. And you can only uh, score so many points when you're primarily running the ball. You can fool around in the first half against BYU and Houston, but don't do it against Texas. That is the tricky part when primarily running the ball is also your best form of offense because maybe if anyone's most likely to rip off a 50-yarder, it is Ollie Gordon on a handoff. But, uh, Ben, we are together on that. 
listeners, I understand uh, Ben and I carry a little bit of a, a risk here. You know, call us idiots if Oklahoma State surprises us one more time because the Cowboys have been surprising us all season. So um, we'll, we'll certainly uh, be down in Arlington along with plenty of other colleagues from Sellout Crowd to watch the game. And um, hopefully it'll be an exciting one. We look forward to bringing you coverage. And uh, whatever's next, bold destination and um, transfers in, transfers out, we'll figure all that along the way. So thank you on our part to Jacqueline Musgrove and Michael Lane making it look great behind the scenes. means a lot, and uh, we'll uh, provide great coverage in the future. So hopefully uh, you stay tuned. Thank you. <laughs>